we are back you on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast my name is dirty mike no i'm the big ugly and we are here live from the mansion 2.0 and uh we appreciate you having us as always big ugly thank you for your hospitality of course. Let's not talk about the hospital right now, but <laughs> when I say us, I mean our friend, our confidant, my friend of 25 plus years, long personal, close, close long time friend. That's what me and Gene used to say. That's right, yeah. Jam and Jason, how you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. Welcome to the Mansion 2.0. How, how, how the kids, man? Uh, college visits. That's what old. I was about to say. Yeah. How's that going? Very well, very well. We got the last two this week. Okay. Yeah, they're staying in state or out? They're looking all over. Okay. All over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thursday, they're going up to Syracuse, New York with mm. their mother to visit Syracuse State or mm-hmm. Syracuse University. Yeah. And then Friday, we're visiting College Park. There you go. Right. Taking you them go. down to College yeah. Park. So they're narrowing it down. Yep. My oldest daughter's trying to get into Hopkins. She's that's very, very close. She's right on the borderline. That's so awesome. get in. Yeah, that's great. That and that's like cool. two miles from my house. Right. So that's yeah. Like yeah. Really right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can help yeah. you out, you know? Yeah. No lodging. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, that's good, Jay. times. That's good. Family's doing good. I'm proud about that. Big Ugly, you got big things going on in your life. This is one of the reasons why we're doing this on a monthly basis, which is cool because we all got go things going on. How you doing, Big Ugly? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, business is good. I'm actually dabbling a little real estate these days, which Ooh. is pretty fun. Uh, I'll be going to Indianapolis this week, actually. Mm. I work with some of the colleges out there um, with their STEM program. Uh, for minority students doing video work for them, you know, to promote their their, their program, to way to go. Yeah, dirty ugly reaching out all over the world. Yeah, man, that's what yeah. we're gonna do. We got yeah. these stickers here, this paraphernalia. You should take them with you and put them like on the uh, street signs or whatever, it is. <laughs> like they got out there. You know, mm-hmm. you put Andre the Giant's face yeah. on the street sign. Put this on there. People are like, what is this? And then they look it up, and then bam, we got more followers. <laughs> look at that. There we go. So it's gonna be a great conversation. I think this is number fifty-six. Six, yes, man. All right, long way from that fifty, which is still getting downloads right. on our Facebook page, and we appreciate everybody coming out to our Facebook page. We got a Twitter page, Instagram. Just look up Duw or Dirty Ugly Wrestling. We're everywhere, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Don't say and it. Don't say it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say it because I'm gonna say it. Right. We got two downloads on MySpace, That's ridiculous. and I have no idea who they are. They are probably people that have no idea what the heck we are. Yeah. Two full downloads on MySpace. That is not our platform. It's not for us. <laughs> There's nothing about professional wrestling on MySpace, but. That's okay. It's fun anyway. So we got some stuff to talk about here, gentlemen. Uh, The WWE Super Show from Melbourne, Australia, 70,000 strong. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the next WWE pay-per-view, Evolution, which is the all-women's branded pay-per-view, which hopefully they sell out and hopefully uh, the network gets a lot of, you know, uh, play on that. Also, lots of things happen in the beginning, uh, or in, in, the, in the beginning, in the middle. Um, Impact Wrestling had their Bound for Glory, that's their WrestleMania. They did that last night from when you're listening to this. Um, there was the previous night. I don't know everything yet. We're going to look at the Google, Google machine, but James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth showed up on Impact. It Bound for Glory. Um, did he wrestle? Uh, yes, I believe so, and I believe he. Oh, uh, it looked like he was in the ring with another man, so I don't know if it was this intergender thing that he's doing wrestling women, 
But um, he was there. So, uh, again, we talked about this offline. Whatever you're going to do to get that name, you got that name, go out and get that money. Yeah, why not? You know? Shout out to Jimmy. Uh, and we got a lot of stuff going on as well. CM Funk, let's throw a shout out to him right now. He wanted to be here tonight. He is our New Japan Pro Wrestling correspondent. He has hashtag all, no hashtag. Right. Hashtag no hashtag. The king of non-social media. Uh, hashtags, let's just throw it out there to CM Funk. And when he comes back on the podcast, and he wants to, we're going to get a lowdown on what's happening on New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of Cody Rhodes. There's a lot of Chris Jericho. A lot of Kenny Omega. A lot of Bullet Club. A lot happening with that. So shout out to him. It's Halloween season, gentlemen. And uh, be safe with trick-or-treating out there because you never know. You could get some... Razor blades in your candy. That's what they say. What? Send it to the... Remember when you... <laughs> I don't know if you were a kid when you went to... Maybe that was just my family. I don't know. We, I didn't get any razor blades in my candy, but it was like my mom and my dad had to look through everything, and they gave me about one-eighth of the candy that I actually came home with because you never know what's in there. You never heard the razor yeah. blades? I never heard razor blades. I mean, I know that parents would check the candy yes. to see if like, it had been opened and stuff, but I never knew about razor blades. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jam and Jay, what That's about weird. that? I do remember that. I guess it was an 80s. It could have been an 80s thing. thing. Yeah, it was probably an 80s. People are sick, yeah, man. man. Yep. Yeah. What about the 80s in Hamden? How was that? Oh, that was wonderful. Was it, it was a, it was a wonderful <laughs> yeah. time. The classic Hamden right. days. Yep. And that's great stuff. So Halloween coming up soon. They got some Halloween type characters walking around Hamden on everyday life. You know what I Pretty mean? Pretty much. I saw a guy wearing a screen mask about a week ago. Yeah? Yeah, just randomly walking around wearing a screen <laughs> mask and, and the wow. plastic knife. You know? <laughs> well, plastic I hope knife. It, I hope uh, it was you, plastic. You, hope it's you didn't go up and check. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I, I don't blame I you. I got across the street and <laughs> you know, I was like, just in case. You know? I don't blame you. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, Halloween season, we're going to talk about some things. Let's throw this out there. We got some recent news, um, depending on when you're listening to this, some relatively recent news. Going to start with you, Big Ugly, and I wrote this down. So, UFC, Conor McGregor, there was a fight. He tapped out. Who was his opponent? Uh, Khabib. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I thought you could announce it. Yeah. Did you hear about this, Jam and Jam? I heard a little bit about it. Okay. Because it's all over the Facebook and all over the web, so check it out when you can. It's a viral video. So, okay, Conor McGregor tapped out. The opponent, whatever, he started jawing at somebody outside of the cage. I think it was somebody's... It was like Conor's trainer. Okay. Supposedly called him a Muslim rat. Okay. And did he do this during the fight? Did he yell it through the cage? We don't... I, I don't know exactly when. You know, and it's kind of one of those allegedly things. Like, Khabib says that that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Connor's trainer denies it and says that... Because Khabib is like, I have the evidence to show that he did say it, which is what set me off. And, you know, that's why I flew out there and did a nice little, you know, Liu Kang dropkick on him. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but the, the Connor's trainer is like, he has evidence to show that he did not say that. So, we, we don't know yet. But... um. I think it was after the win, the okay. victory in which it was said, though. Yeah, because it seemed, and to me, it seemed very out of nowhere, RKO out of nowhere. But it also seemed, when you see him jump over the cage and go after, there's security there, but it seems like there's a lot of security. I don't know. The pro wrestling fan in me says that Dana it White and work. Vince McMahon yeah. <laughs> had was, a conversation it was a work. <laughs> and they took a piece of reality and made it into a work. Nah, this is the thing. I felt like it was I felt like it was real um because I mean they're holding they're holding Khabib's money. 
off of this. That's I, I legit. Feel, yeah, that's 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 legit. They're holding his money. Wow. Um, I think he's suspended. Um, I, I think it's. I think it was legit. I mean, here's the thing. Connor has been very. Connor's already been insulting his country and his religion. You know, pre-fight, right? You know, and Connor in general is typically very insensitive to race and religion and stuff. He, he did the of same course. stuff with Floyd Mayweather. So you know, I w- I wouldn't be shocked if somebody in Connor's camp was to say something disrespectful like that. And this was already personal because if you remember, this whole beef dates back to when Connor attacked the tour bus, which got him, you know, arrested, you right. know. Um, and so that, you know, that's where this is all stemming from. So I think that this was all legit. Like these guys got actual heat with each other, you know what I mean? And it is what it is. I just tell you, it was so exciting to watch. And I'm not you know, pulling the race card or anything. But I'm saying a lot of UFC, some fights are very good, some fights are not. It's a long show, and sometimes there's not a lot of payoff when you think about it. Even when Ronda Rousey was fighting in the UFC, and she would knock somebody out in 31 seconds, and that's the main event. You know, it's over. But this is at the end of the night. It's late. We're watching on pay-per-view, and everybody wakes up. You know what I mean? So I don't – I'm sensitive to race and everything like that, but – like the pro wrestling fan in me has got to see it as because the commentators continued talking, the cameras continued following them. If this was really what happens in the WWE, if there's something that real actually happens, and you can attest to this too, Jam and Jay, and I think you can too, Big Ugly, they shut the camera off. They turn the camera away, they don't talk about it, they don't even recognize it. But they talked about this all the way until they cut the feed on pay per view. So, Jam and Jason, what do you think? Um, I know you haven't seen this yet. But just from the conversation here, do you think there could be a little bit of Hollywood in this, or could this be 100% legit like UFC continues to claim to be? What do you think? Uh, could be a little bit of Hollywood if they're trying to build towards a rematch or something. What do you think? Rematch? I, I definitely think Connor's, Connor's going to want a rematch. Um, he Connor's tapped like, out. I, yeah, he tapped out, and he did the same thing with Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz tapped him out, and he was immediately like, no, I want a rematch. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how it goes. See, and I see, but see, the thing is with WWE, mm-hmm. WWE is a brand that's a family brand. Right. So if a scuffle breaks out, they got to turn the cameras, right? Because they can't have their their public image mm-hmm. be, you know, disgraced like that, and they might lose sponsors, sure. and, you know, families might be like, this isn't a safe environment. Right. UFC is not held to that same standard. You know, they, you know, they're not for kids. They are legit fighting, you know, arena. They're not there yeah. for, you know, PG ratings, you know what right. I mean? They don't so, have a PG right. rating. So it's like when when a real fight breaks out, you know, while they are while Dana White might be pissed off that they're acting unprofessional, it's like keep the cameras rolling, you right. know what I mean? Because because when we get this rematch, everybody's going to want to pay to see this, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, but that does, I feel like that doesn't make it any less legit as far as, uh, you know, the fact that Khabib really went after the trainer and it was like, they was really scuffed. Because if you, and if you remember on the inside of the ring, uh, one of Khabib's guys comes over and hits Connor in the face. Right. So, you know, and I mean, he really shocked him. You he know he what did. I'm that was a legit. Really, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like, man, this was all, it was just, you know, it was a crap show, man, and they just went for it. So You know, and I think that might be a little bit of uh, Hollywood tacked onto the reality. If You're right. Like, if you say, if you see something like this, you keep the cameras rolling yeah. and capitalize on it because it's there now. Yeah. So, go ahead. And it also creates the evidence, you know, to... So that you know, you know what the situation was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was it was pretty interesting to watch. I had to watch it a couple times just because I'm like, oh man, this is this is pretty 
I didn't know the whole backstory, and I appreciate you sharing that with us, but uh, it just makes it a little bit more exciting for the next time. It makes me want to buy UFC, whatever it is, 200 and wherever they're at now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's probably going to happen way down the road, but that's all right. Yeah. I did see the, I, I was like, I disagree with some of the commentary. I felt like a lot of commentary I was looking at was saying that, like, Khabib completely dominated Connor. Hmm. I, I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I feel like there were times where he was dominating Connor, but I do feel like. Connor held his own in some regards. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Up until, you know, there was some times where Khabib got him, you know, on the ground and Connor couldn't, like, you know, wiggle out of it. But right. when they were standing up, you know, Connor, Connor was able to hang with him, you know, for yeah. a little bit. I think that Connor had a lot of ring rust on him for not being in, you know, the octagon for two years. Sure. Taking taking that time off. I think he could have did he could have done well with a tune up match, you know, before Going against Khabib. That would have been a good idea. Right. You know, because, I mean, Khabib's no slouch. But, I mean, it's Conor McGregor. You know, he's not going to back down from anybody. You know, he thinks he can take on anybody. And I think that that's why that attitude that he has is what keeps him popular despite losses. Right. You know what I mean? Because some people, if they lose, like Ronda Rousey lost, it completely took the steam off of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like Conor will lose, and everybody still will be like, if Conor gets a rematch, everybody's still saying Conor's going to win. And it's like, he just lost. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, he's going to win. And it's like, you know, so it's like, you know, but I think it's just because he just proved like he's just a fighter. Like, he's just like, you know, I'll take on anybody. It doesn't matter. You know. That's a good thing, and that's marketable, too. Right. So use it for as long as you can. I don't mind that at all. Um, so watch that UFC check it out good stuff I just pulled up the uh, quick results for Bound for Glory TNA's major pay-per-view I'm just going to read through this real quick and then we can move on unless anybody has any comments Uh, Rich Swan, who is in now in Impact Wrestling and Willie Mack not sure about that defeated Matt Seidel and Ethan Page in a tag team match Eli Drake that's who it was beat James Ellsworth in 2 minutes and 10 seconds get that paycheck James Ellsworth Tessa Blanchard defeated Tara Valkyrie for the um, to keep the Impact Women's Championship, the Knockouts Championship, as it were. Uh, Eddie Edwards defeated Moose by disqualification. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Tommy Dreamer, can't believe I'm still reading that name, <laughs> defeated Moose and Killer Cross, which is one of their new guys. Uh, Ohio versus Everything, which is Dave Crist, Jake Crist, and Sammy Callahan, defeated Brian Cage, Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr., so there's a lot of Lucha Underground tie-in there. Uh, the Latin American Exchange, Latin American Exchange (LAX), which is Santana, Ortiz, and Conan. Conan is still wrestling. Defeated the OGs, and that's OGZ. Uh, Hernandez, Homicide, and King. Wait, Conan from WCW? Yes, that Conan. <laughs> he's still wrestling. Yes, that oh, Conan. Sure. I'm not sure why he's he in just, that match. Yeah, I just thought he did podcasting now. Okay. Well, he does, and he's also a promoter. But apparently, he can still fight once in a while. Hey, there we go. And then uh, in the eighth and final match of the night, Johnny Impact, which is Johnny Mundo, Johnny Wrestler, whatever you want to call him, uh, with Tara Valkyrie in his corner, because they actually got married on Lucha Underground, which was a gimmick, uh, defeated Austin Aries uh, to win the Impact World Championship. So there's about 20 or 25 people in that whole roster, and they were all on that show, sometimes twice. Apparently there was some controversy at the end. Was there? Have you heard about this? No, go ahead. So apparently, right after Austin Aries was pinned, he yeah. was hit with um, Impact's big move. I don't, I don't remember the name. Whatever it but is. Apparently, I was reading today online. Apparently, when he was pinned, he got up right away and looked over at the announcers or somebody, one of the officials, TNA officials, yeah, and said, "Are you happy now?" And it caused a big stink as he was like leaving and going to the back. So they had a whole match, but then he got pinned, but basically right no up. sold it. Yep. 
Oh, you said Austin, Austin Aries. Aries. Austin Aries. Aries. Yeah, yeah, I was reading this today. I ain't, shot, man. I ain't got a little attitude problem. I ain't like. I ain't even liking Austin Aries since you told me that story about when you met him. Yeah, I was like, nah. <clears throat> I ran into him at WrestleMania in Dallas. Did I tell you about that? I think I did. Yeah. Um, when I was walking around by, on the bottom, and all of the wrestlers were kind of walking around the bowl, and I walked around during the main event, and Austin Aries was standing in the, the walkway, and I walked past him, and I was just gonna, you know, hey man, nice to meet you, and he was like. A match going on right now, and he didn't even look at me. Yeah. He just didn't shake my hand. I went and reached out my hand. Now I could just be some, you know, Jack fan or whatever, but still, you know, you walk past somebody in the wrestling business, you shake their hand. Somebody wants to shake your hand, you do it, mm-hmm. or at least give them a reason. I, I just I didn't like that. He didn't even look at me. Yeah. He didn't acknowledge me at all. Yeah. So I get why there's a match going on, but come on, man. Yeah. Right, and and the thing is, is you could at least engage somebody. If they continue to engage you, that's when you say, you know what, it's a match going on, let me do it. Right. But it takes nothing to just acknowledge somebody, hey, how you doing? Right, that's Back it. And match. I would have just well, walked right past. Right, what are you going to miss in that one second? You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, no, you and you just weren't intentionally trying to be a dick. <laughs> you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So, and it was Triple H and Roman Reigns, because, I mean, what are you missing there? Now, by that yeah. time, nobody was right. watching like, anything. Like, you're going to learn something like from six them? six hours. Come on. No. I mean, no offense to them, but come on now. Seriously. Um, but that was it. Bound for Glory. That was their biggest pay-per-view. I got to give it to them. They're putting on some decent television shows. It is once a week. It's two hours. And they have the whole uh, they have their whole internet streaming service, which is not too bad. And you can watch all the classic stuff, which is pretty interesting. So, good for them. Um, let me throw out some other uh, news here. Oh, you mentioned it when you came in the door, right offline. The Crown Jewel. All right. So, recently there's information about This is supposed to be Saudi Arabia... You know, in the stadium, 70,000 fans, November 3rd, whatever it is, and it's Crown Jewel. What's happening? Did they lose the name? Did they lose the site? Is it about Saudi Arabia? What, are, what is going on here? Well, it's not. It's no longer named Crown Jewel. I'm, I'm not sure. Jam and Jay, did no, you it's hear? Still, it's still Crown Jewel. Still called Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, they're not sure if they're going to hold it in Saudi Arabia. I think they are, but because of the, some of the yeah. political cli- climate. Right. So the the word is is that they are still, as, as of this moment, committed to doing it in Saudi Arabia. Okay. There have been questions around if they were going to do it and if they should because uh, of the journalist, the Washington Post journalist, that was killed in the uh, Turkish uh, embassy or consulate, something like mm. that. Um, and it's suspected that the Saudi Arabians uh, had something to do with that. Mm. The government of Saudi Arabia, because of the journalist who was a big critic of their crown prince, I don't know his name. Um, <clears throat> so, with that, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of political controversy, obviously, with Saudi Arabia, with a lot of Western countries and stuff that there was like about to be this big meeting with over in Saudi Arabia because they were really trying to get into like the tech world and things like that Mm -hmm. a lot of these big tech silicon valley guys like pulled out of it like uber and everything are like you know no we can't do business with you guys like you know this isn't right so of course with all of these american companies and european companies pulling out of doing business with saudi arabia it was kind of like eyes on wwe Mm. you know are you guys gonna pull out of this but the problem with wwe i think is they signed a big contract yeah, for oh, yeah. a couple years to do something over there every year. So I feel like that puts them in more of a bind to have to, you know, honor that agreement. Wasn't that the greatest Royal Rumble <coughs> last year, whatever that was? Right, was that exactly. Saudi Arabia too. Exactly. Okay. So you know, the issue is that, and then it's almost like I mean, they're leaving. I think what like fifty million dollars on the table. I think that's what they made last year. I mean, they're leaving a lot of money mm. on the table for them to pull out, and I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. You know, so so they might have to. 
change up a little bit. I don't know if they're going to just change it up or just try to ignore the fact of whatever's going on because it's a completely separate world. You know, WWE, it's a, it's an entertainment world. What are they going to do? Shut down all movies and television over there or something like that? You know, I don't know. All sporting it, events? You know, it's. It, I feel like WWE is going to have a hard time continuing to do Saudi Arabia. I mean, they already caught a lot of flack for doing it, knowing that, you know, Saudi Arabia would not allow the women to right, wrestle. Right, right. Now you're doing it knowing that Saudi Arabia potentially, you know, allegedly killed a Washington Post journalist. You know what I'm saying? It's like you there's just going to be so many, you know, marks against this country, you know, yeah. and people are going to look at WWE and sponsors are going to be like, you know, like we can't have you like, you know, doing business right. with with these guys. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. But as of now, I think they're going to do it because at the end of the day, it has not been proven. Sure. This is So I think that just... that's right. So I think that's what WWE can use in their favor to say like, you know, it hasn't been proven. Jamie J, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, hope you know. It sounded like it was going to be an interesting event, so hopefully they do do something. You yeah, know, you know, move the venue if they have to. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they still have the event. Right. But this is a little bit different than the women thing because this is more of a serious, yeah. almost act of war. You know, it right. could be if well, it's proven. Well, the thing is, is that the the Washington Post journalist was not a U.S. citizen, mm-hmm. so he worked for the Washington Post or right. contributed as as a writer, but he was not an actual citizen. I think he was like a Turkish citizen. Okay. So, you know, that's yeah. I mean, I, don't, I mean that, that could that, that could still you know start something. I mean, but yeah, I don't. I guess we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks when we watch WWE television what they're going to do with it because yeah. that's not too far away now. Yeah. Um, but you know, I kind of feel I kind of feel about what you're saying i mean because wwe is an entertainment company and they're not they're not coming over there to help or further the agenda of the saudi arabian government right they're just coming over there to entertain fans you know they're they're a traveling circus so to speak you know what i mean so it's like do you punish the people of saudi arabia for the when you're an entertainment company do you punish them for the crimes of the government right you know I, I don't know. Yeah. Then look at it like this. They did the uh, you know the whole 9-11 attack on uh, you know the World Trade Center. That all happened. And then WWE was supposed to do a show that night or the very next night. But they were end up doing a show two nights later, live on SmackDown. First public assemb- assembly of its kind in the country. And Vince McMahon basically said exactly that, what you're saying. This one thing has nothing to do with the other. But we're going to show you that life goes on, that everything goes on, and that we can we're going to put on a show for you people. And, you know, keep it separate from the Saudi Arabian government and everything like that, the WWE. Vince McMahon himself could be like, you know what, you know, we're, we're sympathetic to whatever's going on in the world. But you know what, we're coming. We, we're, we're not afraid to come there. We're not afraid to put on a show. And we're going to do it. And we're going to do it as safely and as, as, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen here. Yeah. They could do that. But right. Vince McMahon's got balls grande of steel. He'll, yeah. he'll do it if he, he can. And I, and I think he's going to do it. And I think that, you know, sometimes you got to be like that. Like, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, Cody Rose told a story of how uh, his father was, like, performing in, like, some African country oh, yeah. back in, like, the 80s. And, and, like, there was essentially, like, almost like a real war going on in the background. But they were still trying to perform right. for the people that, like, came to came to see it. And I think it's just the idea that, you know, in the wrestling business, it's you are trying to entertain the people that it's like. Because essentially what happens is, is when European countries stuff pull out of like these deals and stuff, you're mm-hmm. affecting the entire country, right? right? So all of the citizens are affected by the government's decision, right? Sure. But it's like, I mean, sometimes you can help ease 
their distress, the people that aren't responsible for this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And by, you know, just coming over there and giving them a little putting bit of entertainment and putting on a show. Right. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to be in that predicament, you know, that essentially the government has put them in. You know what I mean? So. Fair enough. We're getting a little deep here. We know the dirty, yeah, yeah. ugly yeah. wrestling. Yeah. This is dirty and ugly, some of it. Just my but thoughts. As we, it's all right. No, I appreciate you. And I appreciate all the thoughts because this is what we do on this podcast. And we got a lot to talk about. So why don't we take a break and uh, get some Coke Zero or get some bottled water or whatever you got. Uh, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Super Show down in Australia. We're going to talk about Evolution Women Pay-Per-View. And we're going to throw in a couple things. Maybe even about SmackDown 1000 is coming up. Uh, the one that's in Washington, D.C. apparently is going to happen. Oh, wow. Lots of big names already and lots of big things in the hopper. They keep talking about The Rock. I doubt it, but it's very possible. Yeah. That's The Rock show. Yeah, yeah that's true. You so, know, before we go, we talked a we little go. bit about it's Halloween season. It Me is. and you offline were talking about the newest Halloween movie right. coming out. And I'm very excited. And I'm encouraging everybody to go see it. The new Halloween movie, so which, we get more after we talked about it for a while, <laughs> is technically the first Halloween movie. And this is the sequel to that. This is the direct sequel to the 1978 Halloween movie. Mm with Jamie Lee Curtis 40 years later the only main difference is that they have axed the whole plot line about Michael Myers being the brother of Laurie Strode which John Carpenter loves because he hated that whole storyline so <laughs> yeah how about that you like the Halloween franchise oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You're, so you're excited about this movie yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good what about the, uh, the guy playing Michael Myers is that the same guy I, th- I think it is. Wow. Yeah, I think it is because they have a they have a picture online of him. It, it's like a picture of 1978, and he was like he had a, he had the mask on when they were just like offset. Right. And he was like pouring a Dr Pepper in it into the <laughs> mask, and so That's it was. Like, and then so they did the same picture now with him doing it. So they've been showing this side by side like 40 years, you know, apart. So I think they actually brought back the original guy to play Michael. Because I know yeah. during a lot of cons and things recently, they talked about the original guy in the ninth, in the Halloween Michael Myers movie yeah. has been going out and doing signings and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So that could be yeah. he's coming back on and he he's got this movie. Back. The only sad part is that we won't get Donald Pleasance who played Dr. Sam Loomis back because you know Donald Pleasance died in That's 1995. Right. But yeah. I, I love Dr. Loomis, like one of my favorite characters. So we They're won't have out. Dr. Loomis, but they're it's gonna have to talk good. about that character, I would think. But oh, I mean, yeah. it is four I mean, years later, so yeah, technically gonna, the character. Yeah, they're probably gonna mention that he died. Killed him off somewhere. Back. Yeah, probably just died of natural causes. So you know. Oh, natural causes. Yeah, they'll probably give Michael that. the credit, man. No, Let well, because at, the, can't, at no. the end of the first movie, Michael Myers didn't didn't kill you know Doctor Loomis. Doctor Loomis shot him five times. Right. He fell out a window and then he like got up and disappeared somewhere. <laughs> so they're going to have to explain how they actually caught Michael Myers. They're going to have to explain what happened to Dr. Loomis, which they're probably just going to say he died because he was already an older man. <laughs> and so, you know, we'll see. So watch that Halloween movie. Go out and support yeah. movies because movies are awesome. And we're going to be right back with more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast right after... Wait! There's more. Should we explain what the third segment's going to be about, or should it be a surprise? Uh, let's just let it be a... Uh, no, we should explain it, because then people might not stick around. No, but they should, because <laughs> then people got to stick around. And it's going to no. be on there this time. SoundCloud gave us an issue, and we yeah. apologize about this. Go back and listen to the SummerSlam podcast. It's all there. 
don't worry about it. So we should have mentioned this earlier, but our friend Matt Temby, personal trainer, is going to be on the third segment of this podcast. Big Ugly, you're going to do an exclusive interview with him. An exclusive interview with Matt Temby. He's going to bring us, as usual, all of the good fitness juju and everything we need to know going into the holiday season uh, for fitness and Matt has some big things going on right now which uh, I won't ruin the surprise for you but uh, yeah so big things going on for Matt and his and his training world so uh, yeah third that means stick around for yeah. all three segments of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast now we're going to go to break we'll be right back Back yeah. on the, <laughs> I know it's coming every time, but I love it. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are sitting here with... Jam and Jason. And we are talking about a lot of things in the world, in the world of professional wrestling. Offline, we were talking about football, because football season is well on its way. Six, seven weeks now, lots of interesting games. Lots of people uh, where you didn't think they were going to be, and then other people not where they should be. And the Ravens here in Baltimore with a shutout victory yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, against the Tennessee Titans. With 11 sacks, franchise history. Uh, Almost NFL history. Could have gotten one more and tied it, but that's all right. 11's good. Yeah, they were looking like that uh, Ravens 2000 defense. That's man. right. <laughs> that that steel yeah. wall that won yeah. us the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. With Trent Dilfer on offense. Yeah. <laughs> we don't ever remember the offense of that year. We just remember just the, defense. the defense. defense, man. Yeah. The defense that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl. And they're looking like the defense of old. I mean, Cleveland gave them a run for their money and beat them, but Cleveland's a hungry team. They don't want to be the known as a team that wins one game a year. For the two years straight, so yeah, they're doing. Well, Cleveland's it. running. They're running off of that uh, that that pump up they got from Hard Knocks. You watch Hard Knocks? I they're heard of it. Oh, Go okay. ahead. I mean, Hard Knocks is an HBO show that comes on every year, and right. HBO essentially documents the pre the preseason and the and the beginning training camp of a football team each year. So this year they did the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. Browns. Yeah, you know, and so it it typically the team that is featured on Hard Knocks typically does a little. Better starting out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, but um, yeah, Cleveland's doing good this year. I, I, I mean, better. They're I doing better. That. They're not doing good. They're doing better. They, they actually, they actually won a game. They did, and they <laughs> so, tied a game yeah. too. Yeah. So, and uh, I think, well, I think they won two games because they beat us. So that was their second win. So I think they're two, three, and one right now, just like Pittsburgh is two, three, and one. And then we're four, two, and four, and two. And then Cincinnati's four and two, but they have the tiebreaker because they got the division. But anyway. Go Ravens, and the, the Orioles had the worst team in history, so we're just going to forget about that. Yeah. Um, let's uh, go into some wrestling, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things here, including the Super Showdown, including the Evolution pay-per-view, including SmackDown 1000. Oh, can I just ask a question? Real you real? sure can. So Adam Jones is gone from the Orioles? Did they get- yeah, I think he's out of there. Think is that so. right? Yeah, maybe not official yet, but that's yeah, the, where, yeah. The yeah, first that's official one, yeah, yeah. Buck Show. So what? So what? Yeah. So they, what are just, they're just like cleaning house, trying to start fresh. That's what they got to do. Okay. Yeah. There's absolutely no chemistry on this team whatsoever. Right. Okay. So they need to start from scratch. Gotcha. And uh, that that goes to the coaching all the way into the players. Yeah. It, you just can't have much worse season than that, yeah. Jam and Jason. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It was sad. 
But I got to sing the national anthem at the game again, which was awesome. And I got to sing the Canadian national anthem because we played Toronto. And the two games that I actually attended that I remember this year, one of them was for my birthday in the suite. Oh. You all remember this. Yes. Yeah, the two suite with the dirty, ugly wrestling yes. picture. We won that game. Yeah, That we was did. one yeah. of the 20 games that we won. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, you know what? God bless them. The Orioles, maybe next year, maybe it'll do a little better. Super Showdown from Australia. Melbourne. Good stuff. Um, more of a glorified house show, for the most part, just like the last greatest Royal Rumble was. I mean, that's how all of these going to be. Crown Jewel is going to be the same way. Yep. And But that's okay, because they're you know getting the name out, and they're making pay-per-views only four hours, which is better than five. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you know they're having them once every six or eight weeks instead of every month. Uh, so let's go over the quick results, and then we'll jump in with comments, questions, whatever the case may be. Uh, the New Day, Kofi and Xavier, uh, defended and retained the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against Cesaro and Sheamus, the, um, the bar? bar? Bar, I'm sorry. They don't call them anymore. Great match, by the way. Yep. At Let they Off don't the call show. them the bar anymore? They do sometimes, but okay. they don't put it on the graphic on the television, and they, it's, it's weird. They do and they don't. It's not like they're... They're, pu- they're punching it home anymore. Right, okay. Ridiculous. I don't know why. But that was a great match, actually. Hard to beat that one. And there wasn't even, there was no pre-show for this. I'm okay with that. Especially it, at 5 a.m. Show- <laughs> <laughs> All right, because when it live-streamed, it was 5 yes. a.m. here. Yeah, we don't need that pre-show. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch ended in a disqualification with Charlotte winning the match, and then they had a rematch two days later on SmackDown, which was a much better match than the one at the pay-per-view. Um, not bad Becky's still getting over, even though she's doing heel stuff. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte doing nothing as a heel but being booed out of the building. No matter where she goes in the whole world. Uh, not bad. Bobby Lashley, who has now turned heel since this pay-per-view, with his uh, Leo Rush, by the way. Shout out to Leo Rush, MCW Pro Wrestling, and you know uh, here on the East Coast. Shout out to him. Bobby Lashley and John Cena. we got to talk about this. In a tag team match, defeated Elias and Kevin Owens. John Cena came in only for the hot tag, did his five and now six moves of doom. I cannot pronounce the last one, but basically it's a backhand punch. Punch, Apparently he learned it in China because he's over there doing a Jackie Chan movie. Um, And all it is is him like hawking up in Chinese, whatever you want to call it. And then he comes around and does a back fist that looked terrible. Um, <laughs> I actually did not see the show, so this is funny. You yeah. you need to watch at least yeah. the end of it because the match lasted, let me see, <laughs> 10 minutes and 5 seconds, and John Cena came in for the last 60 seconds of it. John Cena looks uh, thin and trim. He's jacked still, but he's not Yeah, big he kind of leaned out. Leaned yeah. out, yeah. and he's got hair. He's got a... He said he's cutting it because people have been making fun of him. Yeah, hope, yeah hopefully he yeah. does cut it and as soon as the movie rolls over because it's brown hair and it's not really styled in any way and he's got a receding hairline that looks like crap. But you know, I will say it kind of makes him look a little younger. Yeah. Does it? You don't think You don't think so? What do you mm-hmm. think, JVJ? I think it gives him a different look, especially losing weight. It's like, definitely like, a different look, yeah. but it, I don't know about younger. It's more of a business look almost. Like, it's kind of part I can of see the if side, he's in the know? suit. Yeah, and he's yeah, that, and if he's in a costume, sure. But if he's out there wrestling and naked, uh, you know, jorts, whatever he's got, oh, yeah, I, 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 I ain't buying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like for me, it's like when Orton grew his hair out. It like made him look a little younger. But when but, he grew his hair out, he still got all of his hair. Yeah. So he, you know, if you look at John Cena, his hairline, I wouldn't. Like, uh, it's, yeah. it's like receding, and yeah. it's, he has a big bald spot. 
Yes, and right there. Yeah, if you look at it, they didn't try to show that a lot, but that ball spot showed through too. So you need to keep the crew cut, I think, John. Um, And he wrote a children's book, Greasing Wheels or Greased Something. It's all about never giving up, and it's like his wrestling persona in a little Tonka Choy truck that could. (laughs) And he read some of it on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show or whatever it was, and it was. It's not bad, but he's a children's author now, and he's doing a movie with Jackie Chan. By the way, they're doing Rush Hour Four with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. And Chris Tucker said, "We got to do this before we get too old." They really? might be this, too old. This right is now. Happen- This is happening. This is happening. Really, I have I've not heard it. the report. This reports. is legit. I I am so excited for that. I wonder if Brett Ratner is going to come back to direct. So that'd be dope. I would yeah. hope so. I mean, don't get me wrong; they are too old for this. Um, <laughs> That's what yeah. Danny Glover. Jackie, They're too old for Jackie this. Ch- yeah, exactly. Jackie Chan, I think, can handle it. Um, here's you know you know what I realized, right? Here's <laughs> okay. what I realized. It's all right, and and I realized it from wrestling. I feel like sometimes when people play a character. Right, yeah, and they don't play that character for a really long time, right? And they have time to like get older and mature, they have a hard time rekindling that same aura mm-hmm. or that same character. Mm-hmm. It's happened before, it happened with Brendan Fraser and The Mummy when they came back to do The Mummy 3. He was not the same O'Connell, sure, from the first two mummies, right? It just wasn't the same. Have you seen pictures of him, by the way? He looks terrible, yeah. I heard he like hasn't, yeah, he hasn't acted, I, he hasn't done yeah, anything. I heard life in a hasn't long been too great for him, yeah. I'm uh, sorry about that. I love Brendan Fraser, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but it's like, you know, I, I thought the same thing is like when, when Mick Foley came back. It's like when he came back after so long, it's not the same Mick Foley. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Like, and I think Kurt Angle said the same thing. It's like He's like, you know, he looked at some of the old stuff he did and he was like, oh, I don't even know if I could be. I'm so goofy back then. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's not, you, you, he just can't be that Kurt Angle of the past. You know what I mean? And I feel like, getting to the point, I don't know if Chris Tucker can be that same Carter that we were used to from the first three movies, you know. Maybe it's not a bad thing because he's supposed to be an older yeah. Carter. You know, he's not as young anymore. I mean, I think the first Rush Hour was like, what, 1998? It's like yeah, 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I'm either way, I'm excited. That's, I'll watch that's great it. news. Yeah, you know, I'll watch it. Rush Hour, why not? No. And the same Jackie thing Chan. With Jackie Chan. No. And I don't know if he's in his 50s or whatever he is Jackie now, Chan's in his 60s. 60s? Yeah, he's in his 60s. Yeah, I was watching The Karate Kid, the new one with Jaden Smith and whatever yeah. that was that was made in 2010. And yeah. he looked old there. But, of course, he was supposed to be the Mr. Miyagi right. character. And so then, yeah, he tackled on 10 years on to that. Yeah, so yeah. even then he was, like, in his 50s. He's in God. his 60s now, yeah. Jackie Chan, what is he doing? Yeah. I don't know what that movie is he's making with John Cena right now, but that might go straight to DVD. Um, yeah. Do they even do DVD anymore? I don't even know. But anyway, straight to streaming. Straight, so, straight to stream. S O S. Straight to stream. Um, where were we? Oh yeah. Um, so check out the sixth move of Doom. Uh, the Iconics. This was cool. I'm glad they did this. Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, both got their tryouts in Australia, and they got to actually wrestle on the show. Um, and they defeated Oscar and Naomi in basically a squash match in five minutes and forty five yeah. seconds. Sure. Wow. I like the Iconics though. I do too. Is I, that what they? So they're Australian. Well, I think one of them lives and is raised in Great Britain, and the other one is Australia. Okay. But they both started in Australia with pro wrestling. Gotcha. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, here's the, one of the matches of the night. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, 23 minutes of nonstop action. Uh, great story, by the way, going into this. Great selling by both guys. Uh, AJ Styles won, defeated Samoa Joe, and now AJ Styles is on to different things. Uh, so he t- retained the WWE Championship. What a storyline with his whole family yeah. and then the wife and the daughter and him 
I just thought it was a great storyline. These two are best friends in real life, so they know each other really, really well. So, uh, did you get a chance to see this watch? Yep, watch this yep. match, Damon J. Tell yep. me what you thought about this. Oh, I, I loved it. I think it should have closed the show. I, 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 amen. I think we really need to get the title back to the end of the show, and this would have been a perfect opportunity. Amen. I mean, I understand why. And when we talk about the main event, we we know why it happened yeah. the way it happened. But there was another issue I had with that. And okay. Continue on with the results. We'll get to that. <laughs> did you watch any of this Super Showdown? I was not able to see it. Okay. I don't have the network anymore. What? So I have to depend on you. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Why? Did your um, subscription run out? No, I mean, I just I just canceled. I'm like just cutting back on expense. I have a lot of like, I subscribe to a lot of crap like Netflix, Hulu, WWE Network. Yeah. I have a lot of other apps and subscriptions that I need for like my, you know, for cinematography and stuff. And I'm just like. We're doing the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And I don't have WWE But Network. you have Hulu. But I have Hulu, yeah. So okay. that's how I keep up with all of the. I actually watch the shows, but when it comes to pay per views, I'm usually like, I go to somebody's house. I just wasn't able to make it over for. That's all right. The, uh, You're welcome in the down. mansion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, <coughs> dude, so you cut everything in half. So you Hulued your own damn life. Pretty you much. cut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's uh, become a verb. <laughs> <laughs> you Hulued yourself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if you're saving money, you're doing whatever. Yeah. You know, we got the network. We'll keep you in tune. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, match of the night. Good stuff. Okay, Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins. The Bella Twins, who have now turned heel, by the way, against Ronda Rousey, which was like the next night on Raw or yeah. something like that, which I don't get at all. Well, actually, I do get because one of the main events at Evolution. I, I don't know. I thought between Total Bellas and, and the Bellas, uh, what do you call it, Total Divas and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and everything that they're doing, their clothing line, their wine thing, I, I thought that they would try to stay face Especially, you know, being married to Cena and Daniel Bryan. Right. Like, yeah, that's just very but, strange. Well, not Cena anymore. Those two well, are yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah. But Daniel Bryan especially. Yeah. Because he ain't turning heel. Uh, but anyway, Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins defeated the Riot Squad of Liv Morgan, Ruby Wyatt, Riot, and Sarah Logan. I'm extremely impressed with all three of them, especially Ruby Riot. I think she is... Uh, going to be the next big thing in the women's division. She deserves a shot. Yep. If she can stay healthy, she's awesome. Just a six-woman tag team match. Um, ten minutes, no big deal. Um, here was a surprise. Buddy Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, first of all, they're keeping 205 alive, Jam and Jay. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I think I'm going to start watching again now. You should. <laughs> tell, yeah. Yeah, remember Jam and Jay was a proponent yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of fell so, off there for a while. but He's been the advocate for The advocate, <laughs> For the reigning defending 205 Live. Okay, match of the night. Go ahead, Jim and Jay. I think so. Yeah, I loved it. I think that was definitely my favorite match of the card. Uh, I was excited. It was a lot of good moves, a lot of back and forth, and I was shocked to see a title change on one of these kind of shows. Yeah. I thought that really added to it. And did they, I don't know if you watched 205 Live leading up to this. I did not. But did they announce this on 205 Live? Did they say, we're going to have a Cruiserweight Championship match at... I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I kind of I didn't watch ago, it. But yeah, yeah, I, I haven't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would have. I mean, but they probably I mean, did. But no I one just watches 205 Live. Yeah. That's the issue. And they're changing the time frame of 205 Live too. They're putting it on before NXT yep. on Wednesday nights now. So they're not showing it at 10 o'clock at night on after SmackDown. So yep. that's it's technically 205 not live, but it's 205 taped. And I think they're going to record it before SmackDown now. Yes, yes. That's great. Yep. Great news. So, yeah, I may I may jump back in again. That was just a fantastic match. Um, I didn't know Buddy Murphy was still employed. He is. So yeah. this is good news. It is good. Who, who was another. his partner back in NXT oh, back in the day? Oh God! When they had Alexa Bliss. It was Alexa Bliss. It, it was, was yeah, but but, it, but he had Murphy a tag team partner. It was Murphy and something, and then she was like their valet. 
I forget. Uh, uh, he's probably gone. That's what that means. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm, he was another hometown. Uh, he was from Australia. He was from yeah, Australia, so. yes. And that's another reason why it was good for that show. Yeah. Um, but, it's, man, what placement in the show, too. Seventh out of ten. Just a great match. Um, then the come down match was the Shield, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins, where they keep teasing this uh, Dean Ambrose heel turn, which is not going to happen. Oh, man. Uh, against Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Honestly, this match was 20 minutes. It was 15 minutes too long. I I, I don't know, Jam and Jay. I don't know if you watched this whole thing. I didn't like it. I mean, it was okay. It was it a typical was. Shield match, and they were playing up the whole storyline with Dean Ambrose, which I think was good. I think it played out fine in that match, but then they kind of erased it a couple nights later on Raw, and that's why they planted I, the doubt again. That's why I thought back, and I didn't believe it. Like, I, it's, man, they, they're just kind of they're hinting at it, but they're not doing anything yeah. legit with it because they're not going forward. Because I thought that was the the, the, the angle. Because basically, Ambrose got what super he got the Superman punch, right? And then he still came back and saved both Dean and, I'm sorry, both um, both Rollins and Reigns sure. at some point in the match. And right. they gave him a big hug at the end and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I thought, hey, that was the payoff of the angle. Let's move on to something new. Mm-hmm. And they kept it going. Yeah, so, because at the end of Raw the next night, Seth Rollins or uh, Dean Ambrose just walked away. Yeah. And they didn't say anything. They didn't show anything. Dean Ambrose walked away. Um, what was I going to There was gonna, something I was going to say. Oh, I won't, won't revert back to 205 Live a minute. Uh, Maria Kanellis and Mike Kanellis showed up on 205 Live. Maria Kanellis had a baby about six months ago, so they showed back up. So they're still employed. Nice. Okay. Um, and they're not the lovey-dovey characters that they used to be anymore. Now they're both like hard asses. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, so I don't know. This match seemed like for a house show, it would be great. It was great for a house show. The one storyline that they tried to play was this Dean Ambrose thing. I don't know if you've been on even on Hulu. Big Ugly about this Dean Ambrose heel turn. I know we've talked about it for a long time on the podcast and that Dean Ambrose could and should turn heel. I think it's a swerve. I don't know if they're going to turn anybody heel or if they if they I don't want I don't want them to do this. I don't want them to turn Rollins heel again cuz he's just so damn hot. And I don't know if he's supposed to be getting over like he is, but I don't want them to turn him heel at all. I think that- it would be upsetting if they turn Rollins heel and, so. and just becomes a, a replay of what happened a few years ago. And then I feel like it would also make it to the point where it's like, why would the Shield ever get back together after right. that? You know what I mean? Where I know that they're going to try and put them back together at some point. So I, I, I stand by what I've been saying, which is I don't think that they should have another Shield person turn on the Shield. Right. You know, just have them go their separate ways. I hope that they're just teasing this. Ambrose thing out until it finally gets to a point where he's like, I'm with you guys, and then they just slowly phase the shield out yeah. into their own separate things. They need know. to. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not a, I was a proponent of the shield, and I like it coming back every every now and again for a reunion, kind of like DX is going to do, which we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but not this full time thing. I, I want them all to go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I, I do want to see Ambrose turn heel. Maybe not necessarily turn on the shield. Right, but I right. want to see him have a heel yeah, run. Yeah, he should there. have a heel run. Right. Yeah, I think not, he could be a real nasty. Like he uh, could, <laughs> and just walk away from the shield just like he did on Monday Night Raw. Don't turn against uh, yeah. Roman and don't turn against Seth. Right, because he he could be a heel without having to physically attack them. Exactly. And he still, like just turn his back on. And that's group. cheap heat anyway. Turn turn heel because of who you are, not because of who you beat up. Yeah. Right. You know, let him be a heel, man. That would be awesome. Uh, here's a squash match. Daniel Bryan defeated The Miz in 2 minutes and 25 seconds. Not quite understanding that one, unless The Miz is hurt. Or unless it's just to make a point to send through the next storyline. I wasn't sure about that one. What did you think See, about that? 
I think it would have been fine if it was on an episode of SmackDown. Yeah. I think it was wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Wrong placement in the car. That's the other point I was going to make. Semi-main. The number one contenders match should never be after the championship match. I hate that. That just bothers me. It should lead up to the championship match. Amen. You should have your number one contender. And then this could have been the second match on the card, and I would have been okay with it. And then, yeah, probably that would have been better, but being that late in the card... Having that build up, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a slap in the face to the Australia fans. Here, they thought they were going to have this great match, maybe a and this eight fight year match. fight, whatever. Yeah, and then they get this yeah. crap. It so if terrible. it was on an episode of SmackDown, I was off. I, I think I would have enjoyed it much better because it advanced the storyline, but just the timing. Know, what do you think about that? Hearing about Daniel Bryan squashing the Miz? Yeah, you know, sometimes it seems like with the Miz, there's this thing when the Miz has the hottest that we've all been waiting for it just I don't know it, it just implodes like it just doesn't go well it reminds me of the same thing with Damian Sandow mm. when everybody was so ready to see these guys go at it and they just completely botched it yeah. like, yep. not talking about them two but like the way the match was booked yeah. it was just dumb I think it wasn't even a pay-per-view they no. like had him like squash him on like some it was like Monday Night Raw or something after all of this build up yep. and it's kind of the same thing with this Daniel Bryan thing it's like We've been waiting for this for so long, but it has not been executed properly. Yeah, thus far. And the Miz is one of the greatest <coughs> characters today, and he just got squashed in a big built-up right. match. And like, it doesn't make sense, uh-uh. right? So, and it let leads on to he is now Daniel Bryan's the number one contender for AJ Styles WWE Championship, which is supposed to happen at Crown Jewel or whatever you want to call it. Um, we will see what happens with that. By the way, uh, also a crown jewel was supposed to happen because Brock Lesnar showed up to uh, put a poo-poo on Reigns and Strowman. So it's Lesnar, Reigns, and Strowman in a triple threat match for the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel, which is supposed to be. Um, now, the main event of Super Showdown. Last time ever, which is horseshit. Yeah. Pardon my language, but they built this up as last time ever, last, last time, time ever, ever last for time the ever. second time. God damn. I'm sorry. Last time ever until Crown Jewel. Okay, maybe last one-on-one match ever. But anyway, Triple H with Shawn Michaels in his corner. Bald, by the way. Um, I'm not digging that look, man. Yeah, that's not It's not, that's it, doesn't, not it doesn't work for... Thank you. I'm glad someone else sees it. It, it, works, it works for Triple H. Yes. Yeah, but it does not it work does for not Michael. It does not work for Michael. Michael's you, used man. to sell with his hair, and he's yes. still trying to do it when he's taking bumps, and it looks like he's a bobblehead that's right. broken. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand yeah, it. Man. And he tries to keep that cowboy hat on, and he's got the bandana underneath of it. And if it, if that gets knocked off, then he just looks like no offense to that. He just looks like a cancer patient. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. Oh, it's like he he should not have cut the hair. It was premature. Maybe he did it before he knew he was like coming back to wrestle again. But it was premature. And, and like, no he needed to have cut that. Su- Susan G. Komen, hey, it's it's Pink Month. I didn't mean that by anything. And just he just looks terrible. When he, I'm sorry, bad. Um, defeated the Undertaker with Kane in the corner. So Triple H won. Clean, even though this was turned into a no disqualification match, it lasted 27, 27 minutes. God, that was a all right. Yeah, this is how I got to feel about this one. And I know you got comments about this yep. one, Jamie J. All right, so when we saw this back at WrestleMania 28, Hell in a Cell, this was the third time they met each other at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a fight. That was great. Shawn Michaels refereed that one. Fantastic. End of an era. Over. Done. Don't do it again. Um, this match, I I can't stand this match. I didn't like it at all. And the the spots seemed forced. Yes. And it was there was no flow. And 
I, for the nostalgia, I'm okay, but the match didn't do anything for me. Jamie J, what do you think? I think they tried to tell a good story. They tried. They attempted. And, and maybe they did, but it was just too slow. 27 minutes, and I, first of all, I mean, I, I couldn't even believe it went that long. Yeah. It was just very slow, very plodding. Maybe they got about 15 minutes of a match in there somehow, maybe. you know? The moves were just so telegraphed. Everything was just... You could tell the Undertaker's hurting. You can tell his hips bothering him. It yep. just... Yeah. Uh, he was good for the beginning of the match, but he wore out real quick. Yeah, and Triple H is in great shape and everything like that. But you and, know, and I, I have no problem once again do, them doing this kind of match on this kind of card over in Australia, Which trying makes to build sense. things up. But don't have it be the main event. Don't give him twenty-seven minutes. Give him ten minutes. Middle of the it, show. Middle of the show. Maybe even third down from the top. Third, you know, it's, it's kind of middle of the show. And just that Billing is a Legends match. That's fine. We've had Legends matches. We've had old-timer games in baseball. Right. And they've always been entertaining, but kind of like tongue-in-cheek fun. Mm-hmm. This, they were trying to make too serious and too... Yep. It's not the main event. And they did make it serious because at the end, which we all saw coming because we all know it's been advertised already. So The Undertaker and Kane, I don't know if they turned heel, but they just turned against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And uh, then the brother, after a big hug and a big, you know, four people raising everybody's hand yeah. in the ring, and then The Undertaker and Kane turn. Big Ugly, I know you're chomping at the bed over here. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I was just going to comment on what you said. I don't think that it was a heel turn. I, I feel, You can't turn these guys heels. No. It's, it, it's mostly just two factions against each other. Two yeah. legendary factions going at each other. That, yep. That's all it is. And the Brothers of Destruction, they, they called themselves that. And then Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Next Land on Raw officially brought a new DX shirt back. So if you bring a shirt back, they bring the faction back. So you got DX. So you're supposed to have DX versus the Brothers of Destruction at Crown Jewel. Um, and I don't know if that... I mean, Shawn Michaels made a big deal about him retiring and never coming back and never going back on his word. It was just now... it. Is this the right time, right place for this? <laughs> Let me tell you something. That money must be really good yeah, to, right. get, to get Michaels yeah. back because he has been adamant. I mean, he's already said before that WWE tried to get him back for, what was it, the, the WrestleMania, right? The the one that was in Dallas or something? Yeah, the they, biggest. Yeah, they tried to get him back. They did, but not as a match. Right. He came in with yeah. Foley and Stone Cold and exactly, they beat right. up the, whatever that but was. They tried to get Michaels back for a match. He said it and he wouldn't do it. And you know, so I'm like, the Money must have been too good to pass up. This has yeah. got to be some straight. I, I, mean, I, I but let me say this: I hate it. I feel like you're. Listen, even even for an Australia thing, like I know, like you know, you guys were saying, like you thought it was like okay just to put this stuff on an Australian match. Yeah. I I feel like even then, it's time to let this go. And I am a huge fan of the Attitude Era. This yes. is my era. This I is am, your era. Listen, my life is nostalgia. Like, I am a nostalgic <laughs> person, okay? But even I'm to the point where I'm like, you're you're crushing the legacy of these guys by continuing to have them perform main events, like you're saying, for these long matches that they can't really hold up to. Triple H, maybe, can still kind of hold his own. He can. Kane, slow. You know, Undertaker, we know he has problems. There's no there's no point to this anymore. You have superstars now that you really need to focus on yeah. and build these guys as the new legends. And, and, you know, I understand. It's Australia. They don't get to see this stuff. But still, it's like, let it go. Yeah, and then yeah. you're, you're pushing it on where it's like, now you're bringing Michaels back. And it's like, Michaels is regarded as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time who went out and retired on one of... The greatest matches the potentially note, of right. all time. Yep. 
And now you're bringing him back for a match that probably will never light a candle to no. what him and Undertaker was able to do before. Not even close. And for what? For like, what are we doing this for? Network ratings, for uh, nostalgia, for uh, well, television be, ratings. Because you know. can have them just come out and do a spot. Right. Ha, ha, you know, that's what legends typically do. Have them come out and do a spot. Don't plan a match around right. and we just don't say, Shawn Michaels is going to yeah, be yeah. here. Exactly. When we, we just talked about that WrestleMania. It was enough for me to see Austin, Foley, and Michaels come out and just get their stuff in. You I, know what I'm right. saying? And then, right and then go. I was good with it. I Austin, all, it. Right. Austin gave the stunner to Xavier Woods. I, I'm good. I can go home. That's all I want to see. I don't want to actually see Austin have another match. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. Same thing with The Rock. When he came out and did his thing, he lit the stage on fire, and he came out and he beat whatever it was, uh, not uh, Gallows, the other guy. Rowan. Um, Rowan, right, thank you. Um, in, in six seconds or whatever, he didn't have a match. He did, it was a squash. That's, and it was just a chance for the rock bottom and the people's elbow. I'm all right with that. Right, because right, because at the end of the day, it's like, we love the rock. We just want to see him talk trash, hit a rock bottom and an elbow. And that's you want to think about it? That's the last actual match the rock had because the bell rang yeah. and it was yeah. over. So that's not the way I want to remember the rock. Not in a wrestling form anyway. You know what I mean? So, ooh, there it goes. Damn man down. But anyway, um... So yeah, we all got issues with this uh, with this whole situation. We're gonna see what happens at Crown Jewel or whatever you want to call it. And does it end there? Do we continue to move on? Do we have Michaels have singles matches with anybody now that he's back? Oh no, I, I think that the, listen, they only got Michaels to go this far because of these two circumstances of doing it in Australia and doing it in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I think that's the only way you got Michaels. There's no way Michaels goes back into working an actual angle past this. I think the money was talking to him. He's doing it over in Saudi Arabia and they probably were really able to pitch it to him as kind Sorry. of like what we've been talking about as far as this thing kind of being more of like almost like a house show. Like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. time house show. Right. To get him to do it, you know, but oh man, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> Give them five, ten minutes stops. That's yeah. It. yeah. Well, if they do it the way that they're doing it, they're give them 30 minutes at the end of the show, and we're going to see, but I don't know about this. Um, then it's, like, weird when I see Michaels come back as, like, DX, because it's, like, it's not really DX anymore. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. It's... It's, I mean, it's like they don't have anything else to call them, like, so they have to be, like, oh, it's DX, but it's, like, you guys aren't really DX, like, yeah. but... <laughs> You guys are in your 50s, you right, know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, Michael's like, you know, he's like a super Christian, so he won't even do the suck it sign these yeah. days. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you guys he'll can do just the, be trying to do the X above his head, but he won't yeah. do the crotch chop. Yeah, he won't do the yeah. crotch chop. You know, it's like, DX you guys aren't getting any, you're, you're fathers. Like, <laughs> you're not degenerates anymore. Yeah. We talk about the Attitude Era, let's leave it where it was, yeah. and just, um, I don't mind nostalgia, but this is going too far. Yeah. So, hopefully... This is a one and done after this is over. Can, at this point, can you even have an Undertaker retirement match? I think we're even beyond that at this There's point. There's no point. He's just going to disappear one day. He's going to stop wrestling, and that's it. Yeah. And then he'll go into the Hall of Fame, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no there's no cap-off match, because every match he's had since the greatest matches that he's had with Shawn Michaels and Triple H has gone downhill. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no great matches in there anymore. Yeah. What has what he faced? Uh, the greatest one that I still say... He had with Brock Lesnar at the Hell in a Cell, which was the last time that those two ever made each other. That was two of their greatest matches. That's the best Brock Lesnar match I've seen in years. And The Undertaker, they won 30 minutes. That was fine. But that's the least talked about of all of them. Yeah. But then you're going to have Brock Lesnar come back and have crap matches, and you're going to have The Undertaker come back and just do what he can do. Right. Jane, it's not, it's not enough, man. Yeah. 
And, I mean, the, the perfect ending for Undertaker was that. What was that? Was that Reigns where he left yes. his gear in the ring? Yeah, absolutely. That's where that it should have been, been, been ended, man. He left it all in the ring. That was it. Now, you know, it's like you look back and it, it's like, what was the point of that? You know there what I mean? No point. Yeah. Right. It's like. To get you talking yeah, and, then a, and a week later, just go back on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes you just got to call it quits. Just got to let it go. I guess with this business, it's there's you never say never. That's what they keep saying. Never say never. Yeah. So anything can happen. Yeah. Except um, for, I mean, but if you look, Austin, he never comes back. Yeah. You know, he I don't believe he ever would. Yeah, Austin's done. He's like, you know, he's, he's done. But even this is his last match against Scott Hall, WrestleMania 19, he didn't. He never announced that that was his last match. Right. The only person who even knew it was Jim Ross. And then you figure out about a year later that he was done. So then he became a referee, an enforcer, a commissioner, a sheriff, whatever you want yeah. to call it, which was great stuff. And then now he's doing everything that he's doing. Um, by the way, I think the Broken Skull Challenge was canceled, unfortunately. On oh, CNT. really? You got I think canceled. they got one more season in a can, and uh, okay. that's it, but canceled. Maybe they'll end up on another network. Yeah. Um, so, Super Showdown overall. It was what it was. I wasn't too impressed with the whole thing, but there was a couple of standout matches, like they say. We say Jam and Jay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, still entertaining. You know, pretty entertaining, and they kept it at four hours, so yeah. they didn't go over. I mean, I gave it two and a half out of five. I mean, two and still, a half out of five. Yeah, I mean, it was still entertaining. I, yeah. I still had a good time. I split it up throughout the day, though. I got up at five a.m. Wow, you actually got up. Wow, you got up. Well, I kind of fell asleep with the network on. Yeah, and, you know. Being that I'm older now, I get, up, right. well, I get up and go to the bathroom more often. It just yeah. so happened I got up a quarter to five and went to the bathroom. And <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. let me watch a couple matches. Yeah. That's so that's impressive. what I did. I watched two matches and fell back asleep, got up at 10 a.m., had breakfast, watched a couple more matches. And I didn't actually finish it until midnight that night. Like, okay. I just oh, split okay. it up. Yeah. You took your time. Yeah, yeah. I had, you know, I was hanging out with my daughters and doing yeah. various things. So I just split it up all throughout the day. And it was fun. It was fun doing that. It wasn't overkill just sitting there for four hours straight. So yeah. I think that's a good way to watch these international Shows that started an odd time. That's where, and that's okay because you don't have to get up at five a.m. and watch the whole no. thing live. You know yeah. what are you going to be missing if you don't? Um, so that's not a bad idea. Two and a half. I'll, I'll go with that. Two and a half to three. Um, I think they all worked hard. I think they all did a did a good job for what they had. Mm-hmm. I just there's some of it I didn't really like at all, like that last part of it, and I didn't understand the squash. Um, but that's okay. Not bad. A lot of people on the show. They'll go back to Australia. Once a year, probably. Yeah. 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 And um, so, what do we got next? So, uh, let's keep this nostalgia thing rolling. Nostalgia? We got SmackDown 1000 Thank you. coming. And you know that's going to be just full of nostalgia. And I'm okay with that. And that's two hours live on yeah. whatever it is. I'm just happy that my man Batista coming back. Okay. So, that's, this is that's what my I guy. wanted to ask you specifically. Batista's been gone for a while. He got booed out of the building the last time he was in there. Yeah. And he's coming back with Evolution, at, which is Ric Flair, Triple H. Now, this is interesting. Triple H is doing this whole DX thing, but now he's doing this Evolution thing at the same time. What the fuck? That makes it one night only. Yeah. Why don't they have Triple H, Evolution versus DX and just tri- Triple H like tag himself in and we'll go on to the other <laughs> side of the ring? That would be awesome. I would pop for that. All right, so what are you thinking about this Batista? Is this a one-time shot for nostalgia purposes? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. People going to like him, hate him? What do you think? Yeah, where, where's it going to be at? Is it in D.C.? D.C. This is D.C.? Which oh, is his oh, hometown. Oh, yeah, he always gets loved. Dude, yeah. I was there in D.C. when Batista was getting booed everywhere else, and Raw came to D.C., and that that place went off in that joint. That music hit that dinner. That place like went off. Like, nah, Will D- they hit his music, or will he just come out with Evolution? You think they'll give him a spotlight because it is DC? He might he might come out just with evolution. 
I mean, I like the Evolution music too. So oh, they got that's yeah, uh, Motorhead too. Yeah, yeah. So that music hot. So I mean, either way, he gets he gets cheered in DC. That's his that's his hometown, man. That's right. Now Rey Mysterio coming back for real this time. This isn't a one shot. He's got a contract. He's in. So he's facing uh, the Miz, I think, and they are fighting for a spot on whatever this. Uh, this um, King of the World or whatever it is, the Crown Jewel. They're doing a yeah. tournament, the World Cup. That's what World it is, Cup. King of the World. It reminds me of the King of the Ring, though. It is That's supposed it. to be the yeah. King of the Ring. It's yeah. an eight-man tournament. It's going to yeah. happen on one night this time. Yeah. So you're going to fight three times. John Cena's already in it. And uh, we're going to talk. Yeah, I might as well throw this in. We're going to go back to SmackDown in 2000. But Kurt Angle's in this tournament now because he dressed up as a conquistador and he won a bullshit battle royal. Pardon my language. But I loved it. Kurt Angle's looking great as a conquistador. That was great. But anyway, back to SmackDown 2000, what we're talking about. So, Rey Mysterio. I'm not like, excited about Angle being in this. If, no? His, I mean, his past matches have not been. He's got some time off. Like you said, maybe offline. Got some time off. He's looking a little better. <laughs> you know, he worked them suplexes wasn't looking great. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see what happens. It's Kurt Angle, man. It's Angle, man. I, I mean, you got to love the guy. Like, I love Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah. But he's got now he's got to have a legitimate <laughs> one-on-one match against somebody in that tournament at yeah. least once. And he's the guy that's going through the King of the Ring tournaments and won them and gone through those two, three matches. I don't know if he can do it now, but we're going to find out. Um, but SmackDown, um, Rey Mysterio coming back full-time now. And what do we think? Lots of nostalgia going to happen, lots of uh, replays of uh, SmackDown, but what do we think about The Rock? Does The Rock show up? This is his show. He lays the smack it down. I don't know if The Rock is going to show because, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I follow The Rock on Instagram, and he's he is shooting that Hobbs and Shaw movie over in uh, Europe. Mm. So I don't know if he's going to be able to come back for that one-off shot. I don't know. I mean, for a live television for show? Live, yeah, for he, a I mean... I'm pretty sure they're trying. I'm pretty sure they tried. They, they would pay him. I mean, the show is named after him, so I feel like yeah. he he has to be there. I would love it. He you has know, to be they there. They built the SmackDown for so long as a thousand show. Like, yeah. yeah, he wasn't at the 25th anniversary of Raw. <laughs> matter of fact, the last time we saw The Rock. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm calling it. I think he's there. Okay. I'm calling. I'm going to call, call it. I think he's was it, there. Was it WrestleMania in Dallas the last time we saw The Rock actually on WWE television? Is that right? Yes. On okay. television, yeah. Because otherwise, The Rock has not been... I think he showed up to like a house show or something before. Just like when WWE was in town. I think one day in L.A. Because remember it was that one where he like called CM Punk where he was like in the ring. Oh, right. CM Punk. Yeah. I think that was after Dallas. It was just like... Yeah, that was like and that was just a random thing. Yeah. Boston or something like that. Whatever that was. It was L.A. Oh, it was L.A. Okay. So, interesting. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm excited for 1,000. I don't know how I feel about Rey Mysterio. Yeah? I, I mean, it's like... I mean, I guess I'm... It's cool that he's back. I'm just like... Depends on what kind of matches he has and who he fights. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, he's been in decent shape. He was wrestling Lucha Underground last yeah, year. Wrestling overseas, so... I, 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 Rey Mysterio is great for merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He can sell masks to the kids. So, whatever. Who, who else do you bring back for SmackDown? Because I'm like... Eddie Guerrero's gone. Yeah. Chris Benoit's gone. Yeah. Edge and Christian. I think you have to bring Edge and Christian. Uh, see, uh, Edge and Christian. Good one, good one, good one. Yeah. Absolutely. Edge and Christian. I think Undertaker's supposed to be on the show. Yeah. So that, that yeah. makes sense. Um, Teddy Long. Well, yeah, uh, you Teddy know, you got to be, yeah. Teddy Long got to be dancing. JBL. Vicky. Yeah. J- JBL. Damn right. Longest reigning SmackDown champion ever. Got to bring JBL yeah. back. Vicky Guerrero, maybe. Yeah. yeah she was Vicky. a general manager of SmackDown for a while. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, you know, there's so many people. Undertaker was a SmackDown guy, but I don't know if they're going to well, do anything with him on that day. Yeah. And then, you know, do they do anything with this Brothers of Destruction thing? Or depending on what happens tonight on Raw, because we're watching it the day after. Um, we're, we're doing this on Monday, so we're going to see. Um, I, I just, I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be great. I, I'm singing tomorrow night, so I can't watch it live. I'll watch SmackDown live on my DVR. But this is one I think I'm going to watch all the way through. I'm not going to be fast-forwarding a lot through this. Yeah. So let me let, I'm look at the SmackDown uh, poster. So they got a lot of people on this SmackDown poster. Brock Lesnar is on the poster. JBL is on the poster. Booker T. That forgot oh, about there we go. Yeah, yeah Booker. Damn yeah. right. Wait a minute. Who made this poster? Chris Benoit was on this poster. You see that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. Upper right. Chris Benoit was on that poster. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I don't know if that's a WWE poster. Yeah, no, WWE Whoops. made that. <laughs> Somebody made this. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero is on there. Tori Wilson. Oh, CM Punk's on there. Yeah, this is definitely not a WWE poster. No, no, that's not. Mark Henry, that's a good one. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, Evolution. The Rock, definitely front and center. Kurt Angle, he was a big SmackDown guy. Edge, Christian. So, uh, Jericho. Yeah, Jericho. Yeah, definitely. Jericho? Yeah. Okay. He was a SmackDown guy for a while. Okay. So, it's going to be interesting. I I liked Raw Diva. 25. I liked uh, Diva. Maybe both of them? No. Maybe Devon. I mean, I think Reverend Devon was more known for The it. Reverend yeah. Devon. He had Deacon <laughs> Batista with him at yeah, first. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be exciting. And we're going to talk about, you know, kind of the uh, wrap-up of that when we come back next time on the podcast. And we're also going to probably be talking about the Evolution pay-per-view, the results of the all-women's pay-per-view. Now, right now, we have a couple of matches slated and signed for this. Ronda Rousey defending the Raw Women's Championship against Nikki Bella, which we talked about earlier. Nikki Bella turning heel, so it makes more sense now. Uh, Becky Lynch against Charlotte Flair. I'm actually happy about this one. She's defending the SmackDown Women's Championship in the first ever last woman standing match. I've been calling for that yep. forever. Um, that's going to be great. Can't wait for that. Kyrie Sane defending the NXT Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. We've seen that match before, but I think it's going to be even better now. Uh, apparently, the NXT UK Women's Championship is happening on this show. And um, looks like the finals of the 2018 May Young Classic, which is Io Shiri, Io Shiri against Tony Storm. Wasn't, I haven't even been watching the May Young Classic, to be honest with you, but I've, I've heard some good things. And Lita and Trish Stratus in a tag team match against Alexa Bliss and Mickie James. So far, those are the only matches. Yeah, I don't know how that one's going to turn out. Um, Trish Stratus and Lita, a uh, little rusty. A little well, rusty. I'm, I'm glad they combined it to a tag team match. Originally, they were supposed to be individual matches. Yes. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, yeah. So, been even worse. so they came to their senses a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a lot of legends that could show up on that show. I mean, we saw a lot of legends show up at the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. But we're going to see a lot of them on this show actually competing. And hopefully, they'll sell out the building. Hopefully, they'll get enough for at least a three-hour pay-per-view. And hopefully they do keep it to where it is just women. Yeah. Where's Finn Balor been at? He's been on Mixed Match Challenge with Bailey. So this is what we do with Finn Balor these days. This right? is yeah. what we do with... Yeah, so... Um, Mixed Match Challenge has been going on. They've been switching partners all the way through. It's on Facebook Live or Facebook whatever. Uh, not bad. Doing what they're doing. It is what it is. Um, Finn Balor... I love him. I like to see the demon every once in a while like yep. we did at SummerSlam. That was cool. Yeah. 
But you know what? I think we talked about this too. Why did he, if the demon was so successful at SummerSlam and he got a championship match the next night, why the heck didn't he bring the demon back to win the championship? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you bring back your biggest asset to win the championship? But wrestling doesn't make sense. No. Um, So, we've been here talking for a while. Uh, We appreciate you sticking around with us because we're going to get to Matt Temby. You're going to have an exclusive interview with him, Big Ugly. Yes. We don't even know how to preface this, but we know he's going to give us some good information. And you know it's going to be entertaining because Matt Temby is an entertaining individual, and he's also jacked because we got a picture of him <laughs> on this uh, on this podcast picture. He is yeah. jacked. We need to look like him one day. Yes. Uh, so, what are your final thoughts here, Jim and Jason, about everything we've been talking about, and what's next what? coming up for the world of pro wrestling? One more thought about Evolution. Go for it. I don't think they're really building it up for the first ever women's WWE pay per view. We should have a good two months of build up. We should be building up some great feuds, and I feel like. All the yeah, attention is going to Crown Jewel. You're Crown right. Ju- well, yeah, the international shows, that's what I was going to say. Yep. I feel like that's Super Showdown in. and Crown Jewel. There's almost too much happening at once, and this isn't getting the proper I agree. dedication. <laughs> this should be like the very first WrestleMania, or WrestleMania 2, even like two or three months worth of buildup for some of these feuds. When, yeah. is, when is Evolution? 28th. Two, three weeks, yeah. October 28th. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's October 28th. Yeah, yeah so it right. is yeah, less than two weeks. It's definitely not enough buildup. And I, I thought they were going to do something yeah. with uh, Bailey and Sasha, but looks like they might not unless they surprise us tonight yeah. Yeah. Um, or tomorrow at SmackDown. Yeah, that should have yeah. been the payoff, yeah. But they're building all this other stuff. And, they, yeah, they, they made a big deal of it in, in one promo or two promos or whatever the case may be about a month ago. But you're right. They've been building everything else up. Shouldn't this yeah. be a bigger deal? I agree. Yeah, if you're trying to sell out a building for something different like that in all women's Yeah, and I don't even know what building it is. Now. I don't know if it's a 10,000-seat building or something like that or if it's an NXT-type building. I have no idea. Um, but I hope this gets the play that it deserves because it is a big deal. Because yep. what happens if it goes down and it doesn't happen? Maybe we'll get one women's pay-per-view a year and it'll be a, a two-hour network special. That's right. right. Not even a pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I'm pulling yeah. for it. hope it's successful. Uh, yeah. I know. I'll, I'll watch. So, yeah. Jamie and uh, Jason, we appreciate you. I, big Ugly, go Before ahead. we get out of here, I just want to wrap up a little bit of news. Funny, once you mentioned Sasha Banks, it kind of jogged my memory. Yeah. So, so, I know Sasha was injured, but she has been cleared yes. to wrestle. Um. Kevin Owens is injured. He'll be out for a while, they say. So yep. he's he's out of action. That's a damn shame, too. And apparently Bray Wyatt is teasing that he might be doing a character change. <laughs> so He's blowing up Twitter, apparently. Yeah. He's blowing up social media. Yeah. So we might be seeing something different from Bray Wyatt now that, you know, he even lost his tag team partner. So, <laughs> which, I mean, hey, it could be a good thing. Because he sucks on his own. You're right. Sadly, yeah. And, you know, he's got a great entrance, and you got people holding up their cell phones, but when it gets past that, yeah. unfortunately, that's you, it. Yeah, you can't even put him with the Y family because Eric Rowan is injured again. So. Again? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's why they lost the SmackDown Tag Team Championships to the New yeah. Day, who's doing all pancakes. Mr. Bootyworth. Maybe he'll join the B team. <laughs> B team. Bray Wyatt for B yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, what a great gimmick. Just a t-shirt. Put a Sharpie on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Lots of stuff going on. We'll be back in a few weeks, maybe a month. We'll talk about Evolution. We'll talk about uh, Crown Jewel or whatever it ends up being called. Survivor Series is going to be shortly after that. Into the holiday season, we'll get CM Funk back on. We appreciate CM Funk. We're going to talk to Matt Temby. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to all the independent wrestling promotions. EWA Pro Wrestling's out there doing their thing. Um, MCW Pro Wrestling still working on their podcast is awesome, doing their thing. Um, we got SWO Pro Wrestling in uh, Pennsylvania. We got 
uh, all kinds of different things happen in the indies. All, watch your indies. Watch your Ring of Honor. Watch your Lucha Underground. Watch it all. And listen to us, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And we thank my, uh, my extreme thanks to our two loyal listeners on MySpace. <laughs> that was great. Appreciate it. It's been a long day. Been a long podcast. Big Ugly, how are you wrapping this one up? What do we got? Oh, man. So next up... Stay tuned for Matt Timby. He's bringing you all of your fitness advice going into the holiday season and a big announcement uh, uh, for Matt and uh, and his, his training and everything. So you want to stick around so you guys know how to stay in shape, get in shape for the wintertime, um, especially with the cold weather hitting. Um, how you're going to, you know, get in shape in the house or indoors that you can't go outside anymore. So stick around. Very good. And uh, we're not going to wrap it up. We're not going to say deuces like we usually do because it ain't over, folks. <laughs> you got so much go on. That's right. And Jam and Jason, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So stay tuned, like Big Ugly said, or he going to come after you. Yeah. Personal fitness trainer, Matt Timby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. So welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I am the Big Ugly. Uh, Dirty Mike could not be here uh, with me, but I am bringing you friend of the podcast, Matt Temby. Matt, welcome back, brother. Hey, thanks so much for the opportunity to be here. It's always good to be with you guys. Yeah, man. So uh, what's going on with you, man? I'm, 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 I'm seeing big things happening on your end of the earth and, you know, you got to tell me what's going on in that fitness world with you. It looks like you have a gym. Oh, yeah. You know what, man? The, since the last time that we spoke um, and that, that I had the opportunity to be on with your audience, a lot has changed. So, um, you know, I've, I've worked with a supplement company for the last several years and had the opportunity to go out and, uh, and interview with them again, as I did last fall. And they made, a, they made an offer to me. And... I, you know, I live in Toledo, Ohio, and this opportunity was in St. Louis, Missouri, and my apartment was already packed, and it just, it wasn't the right fit for me, and so I had to pivot, and with the goal of being in fitness full-time, that pivot move led me to an opportunity where I ended up buying a gym, and uh, and the gym opened three weeks ago, um, just south of Toledo, and so that's the new that's the new venture, and uh, that has been quite the ride this year. So it's it's super exciting to have a community that we can call our own, and really have our own vision, um, and starting to bring that to life day by day. Man, that hey, Matt, that is awesome to hear, man. You know, I feel like I mean, do you feel like is that is that typically the ultimate goal for a lot of people that want to, you know, uh, that specialize in fitness? Um, you know, it's it's funny that you ask that because. Um, you know, I've been in, I've been doing training for 17 years and people have asked that, you know, do you, do you want to buy a gym? Do you want to own a gym at some point? And my hometown in Michigan, um, has, a has been notorious for, uh, bad business practices at gyms, um, where, where the, the gym changes hands, you know, overnight and then members don't have access to the gym. Um, we've, we've had a gold's gym, you know, which is a, a huge name brand that has closed their hometown powerhouse gym 
similar to a gold, um, has closed in our hometown. Um, so we've seen a lot of failures. Uh, I've seen a lot of failures in gyms. And so as a business owner, it has never made sense and it's never been a desire of mine um, to get into the gym business just because I've seen that it's been wildly unsuccessful, which is the opposite of what I want to want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, I really just felt like God opened the door to this opportunity. And it's not a traditional bodybuilding style gym. You look at like a Planet Fitness where there's a lot of equipment. Um, but, you know, I think that this analogy will make a lot of sense to a lot of people. So when you're, you know, it's flu season right now. And so you get your flu shot. But let's say you still end up getting sick. When you get sick, a lot of times we go into the doctor and we want them to give us something that's going to help us feel better that's going to fix the problem so when you go into the doctor what you don't do is say hey doc here's what i have here's my symptoms here's what i think that you need to write me a script for because that's going to make me feel better we don't do that because we let the doctor be the expert and they'll tell us what we need to do to get better and so when you go into a planet fitness style gym it's a great facility it's clean it's big has a lot of equipment but if our goal is fat loss especially as we go into the holiday season where a lot of people end up putting on more body fat because we don't have good routines with our eating behaviors. We go into the Planet Fitness and see all these opportunities and potential, but we don't know how to use it to get to our goal. So we, we feel out of shape, we feel unhealthy, and then we give ourselves the prescription of going into the doctor's office and saying, here's what's wrong, I have too much body fat, I have too low of energy, I don't have self-confidence, and here's what I'm going to do to fix it, but they're not the expert. They need somebody to tell them how to fix the problem and to get to the root cause. And so what we do at our gym is we're not open to the public 24-7. We have set class times where you're going to work with one of our coaches, and not only are we going to put you through the workout, and that's designed to make sure that you're getting that training throughout the course of the week, but we also have a nutrition program for all of our members and then we have special challenges that we do as well to keep people accountable to change their behaviors. Um, and so that is, that's something that has been super exciting because it's what I've done with my online clients for the last several years. And now I get to do it with people in person that come to us and then we get to use our facility and, and we're really building a special community. Hey man, that sounds great. And you, you kind of answered my question as far as um, you know, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what sets your gym apart, but that answers it because, you know, it's, it's so funny. You gave that analogy about planet fitness because it's, it's so true. And I've been, and I'm sure a lot of people have been a victim of this. Like, you know, you just kind of go into planet fitness and you, you know, you think you have the answers and a lot of people just end up getting these gym memberships and they don't really know what they're doing. And so they're just paying monthly and they're not really getting any results or they just stop going and they keep paying. But you know, going somewhere um, like your gym where you're kind of going to get that hands-on um, um, help is, man, it's like it's invaluable, man. What, what's the name of your gym? It's called TrueFit Perrysburg. So it is a franchise gym, um, and the franchise is called TrueFit. Um, and so our location is in Perrysburg, as I'm, I'm sure you figured out. Um, but, yeah, so we're, you know, the, the game plan is that we're going to open three of these locations in the Metro Toledo area by 2021. And, you know, for the question of really what sets us apart, so we're a group training facility that prioritizes community health and fitness in that order. So really what makes us special is the community aspect. So, um, you know, 
know, big ugly, how you and I know each other is through um, something called Breathe University, where Eric Thomas, who's um, one of the best speakers in the entire world, um, and really is somebody that's an empowerer, um, he, he educates and empowers people to live their best life. Um, that's how that's how we got connected. But what we do in our community is the com- is the community, right? So you feel connected, and you guys have done that with your audience and how you guys have a passion for wrestling. You guys have this hub where people can get all the breakdown of all the news and entertainment and information that's happening in your industry and in your sector that you guys love and feel passionate about. And we, we have our workplace, we have our homes, and then there's this third place up in our life where we're looking for a sense of community, right? We're looking for a place where we're celebrated, where we're welcome, and we had the opportunity to do that in Perrysburg, Ohio, for people in the Metro Toledo area that don't have something like wrestling isn't a passion of theirs. Um, they might be going through some struggles in life. They might hit, be hitting rock bottom in, in a couple areas of life, and they don't have anybody to turn to. They don't have anybody to be embraced by, supported by, and really be working towards something. That is our mission. That's our goal. So we, we don't have egos when, when we built our team, I wasn't looking for the best trainers. You didn't, you didn't have to have training experience at all. But I needed the right people that were humble and that have hearts for other people, that love people. Um, and so we've found those people. We've been blessed to have those people walk into our doors. And then we can create this community. And we serve the community with our resources and with our time. So we do a lot of free community events. So like this Saturday, for for example, we have a free nutrition seminar where it's just open to the public. People will come into the gym and we're going to answer their Q&A um, and then we're going to dispel a lot of myths that, that confuse people and create confusion and, and a lack of clarity. Hey, man, I'm, I'm just loving what I'm hearing, man. You know, and and, you know, just to get into that part about the nutrition, you know, you, you kind of mentioned earlier that we're coming up here in the holiday season, man. And, you know, this is the time where people begin to uh, put on more fat, man. And, uh, you know, so what what should people be looking out for coming into this holiday season? What should they be doing activity wise or, you know, nutrition wise to to make sure that either one, they're, they're not putting on a fat or if they're still trying to lose the fat, um, how to continue to make, you know, make those goals and, you know, or, or do you have to starve yourself out here? No, you don't have to starve yourself. So um, let's start by by defining how we we lose body fat. So to lose body fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit over an extended period of time. So what a calorie deficit is, so each of us, um, we have a calorie intake that we need to, to maintain our current body weight, our current average body weight. And to do that, you know, we were eating throughout the course of the day, but typically a lot of us eat in excess and that's why we have excess body fat because when we have those excess calories, they have to, if they're not used by our calorie expenditure throughout the course of the day, it's going to get stored so that we have, you know, fuel in reserve but we don't need a lot of fuel in reserve because we have access to food. So what happens during the holiday season is there's five days. There's five big days that most people recognize and they celebrate. We have Thanksgiving. We have Christmas Eve. We have Christmas Day. We have New Year's Eve. And we have New Year's Day. Those five days land in a course where people, typically we think that the holidays start 
at least in America, we think that it starts on November 1st and it goes through January 1st. So in the course of 60 days, there are five days that typically destroy people. Now, typically, those five days themselves are not necessarily the problem. If you just overate, you know, if you had an abundance of calories on those five days, you wouldn't be in a bad spot. But it's the the parties that you go to, right? So it's like a couple weekends before Christmas or, you know, you have uh, with the in-laws, you do Thanksgiving a week early and then with your family, you do it on Thanksgiving day and then you have the leftovers on Friday where you're watching football and same thing with Saturday. It's the mindset of, hey, screw it, it doesn't matter because there's still this next holiday thing coming up and there's this next party. It's a lack of discipline mentally that leads to this fat gain. And so to really change, because we spoke in 2017 going into the holiday season, and if somebody is listening to this today and you're in the same spot or in a worse spot than you were in 2017, it's time to say enough is enough. It's time for me to change. So you have to start with the mindset, but then nutritionally, you need to work with somebody that can that can provide a clear path to you. You know, if, if I wanted to be a professional wrestler and I just was working out in the gym a lot, there's a lot of guys that look different than I am, than I do, but they're professional wrestlers and I'm not because they know the specific style of training and they know how to get their body ready to perform in the ring to be a champion, a world champion, and I don't. And so I would need to, if I wanted to get to that level, I would need to ask somebody to guide me. And because otherwise, I'm going to be putting a lot of putting forth a lot of time and effort, and I'm just going to spin my wheels, and it's going to lead to that frustration, which then mentally my mindset is going to deteriorate, and then I'm going to change the goal. And so, if the goal is fat loss, you need somebody that can give you some guidance to get there, and then you just execute the game plan. And that's that is, I wouldn't say it's simple, but that's the the simpler part of the process. Once you have the information, how do you apply it? Right. And I, man, I, I completely agree. And, you know, from my own experience, you know, uh, definitely it is more than just those five days, um, you know, and that, that mental discipline, which is lacking, that's where it all starts, you know, now, as far as doing the activities, like I, now me, I'm a, I'm kind of a cardio junkie. I like to run. So, but it's getting cold and oh, yeah. I'm in a dilemma. So it's like, you know, I can bundle up and still freeze my butt off while I'm running or, you know, is there other alternatives for cardio junkies, you know, um, than going to a gym, let's say, um, to get that, to still make sure you're getting that workout in. Absolutely. So let me, let me ask you a question and and I know it's rude to ask, to answer a question with a question, but why, why do you like to run? What, what is it about running? Cause is that part of your goal? Like what, what goal are you trying to accomplish through the running? Yeah. You know, the, the thing, I don't know why I like running. My mother tells me that I just ran everywhere when I was a kid, and I think, I guess I'm still running. So, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's something mental and subconscious, like I'm running for something. But anyway, to answer your question, I, uh, I, I think I just enjoy being able to, like, put on music and kind of, it's like an activity that you can almost zone out on. You know what I mean? It's like, I hit the track, I'm running, I'm zoned out, I don't. Compared to lifting weights where you have to think about, you know, your reps and it just, I guess, takes a little more concentration than running. So that's just okay. me. Got it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So, you know, the alter- to answer that specific question, the alternative to running, 
you know, especially where we live. You know, I'm in the Midwest, you're on the East Coast. Um, except for the, the fortunate few that are in Florida or, or in Arizona or California, then yeah, it's we're we're heading inside for the rest of the year and really through like the first half of yeah. next year. <laughs> um, so there's there's at home workouts that you can do. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with body weight, and you know, with my background and you, you guys are a little bit familiar with this of being a competitive bodybuilder. Um, doing group training, you know, group training. We don't have a lot of those machines that you would see at a Planet Fitness. So we have a lot of dumbbells, kettlebells, bands. We have a couple barbells and a couple plates. Um, but you know, we're doing functional training. We have sleds, we have turf, we have slam balls, medicine balls. You can pick that stuff up at your local Target store, and you can put together some pretty fun in a variety of workouts in the comfort of your own home. If you have you know a ten by ten office, that's plenty of space to get a great workout in. Um, so you just have to, you know, and YouTube is a great resource. Um, or, you know, if you have a gym like a true fit, um, that's nearby in your community and you go to a gym like that and you let them do the training for you. And the fun thing about this is that, you know, you don't like to, you know, the, the lifting weights and I get it cause you're focused on your breathing and the execution. But when you have somebody that's walking you through it, then you can really just turn off your brain and just follow what they're telling you to do. And so in a group setting, I have found a lot of enjoyment of not only leading the classes, but jumping in on the classes too when, when one of my coaches are training um, because it's fun. You get to look at somebody else that is doing this workout with you as opposed to doing it on your own. So now you have this community feel where you're pushing each other when, you, when you're ready to quit and give up, but you're like, hey, Susie next to me, She's killing it, and I see the fire in her eyes. So you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toughen up. I'm gonna bite the bullet on this one. I'm gonna finish this workout with her. Yeah, man. I, I think you're absolutely right. So let me ask you this. You know, what, what do you think? Do you think that as far as fat loss and just overall being in shape and nutrition, do you think that? a person is better off kind of doing, you know, being that cardio junkie, or do you think it's good to also make sure that you're uh, implementing um, muscle, muscle training and, and strength training and weightlifting? So this is a really important question for me to answer um, definitively. If, if your goal is fat loss, and because so if your goal is fat loss, the reason that your goal is fat loss is because you have an idea of what you want your body to look like. You've seen somebody in a magazine or you saw somebody on TV or in a movie and you said, I want to look like that that girl or I want to look like that guy. So you have a physique goal. So it's not even a fat loss goal or a body weight. Whenever somebody tells me, hey, I want to be 175 pounds, I say, well, what is it about 175 pounds that you want. And so then they'll tell me like, Hey, I want to be able to see my abs and I want to see some striations through my chest. And so then I, I reiterate. So you actually have a physique goal that you're trying to accomplish. And they say, yes, I'm trying to try to build my physique in a certain way. Cool. So then we need to shift your, your time. If you have, everybody has a limited amount of time that we can dedicate to training, even if it's a lot of time, but it's still limited. So you have to be efficient with the time that you have. And the most efficient way to get to your physique goal is by the implementation of strength training consistently over time. Um, because cardio, and, and when I put together a, a program for an online client, 
we do a very little amount of cardio, as little as possible, and I let them know that cardio is just a way to manipulate your your calorie balance for the day. So there's two ways to manipulate your calorie balance. It's one is through how much intake you have, how much food you're consuming. Because again, it goes back to the calories. So if we put you into the deficit through your intake, then I don't need cardio to put you into a further deficit because cardio really just enhances the deficit. So for somebody like yourself that likes cardio, I would include a little bit more cardio in your program, but it wouldn't be anywhere close to as much time as I would have you lifting weights because body recomposition is going to happen from strength training because you're going to break down your muscles with proper nutrition. You're going to strengthen and repair those muscles and you're going to start to build muscle, which is going to give you a different appearance than if you didn't have as much muscle mass and you had more body fat. So you could stay, you know, if you're 225 pounds, 225 pounds with strength training twice a week versus 225 pounds with training six days a week, the same person, but you move them 10 months apart. Now their, their body weight is still the same, but their physique will be drastically different in 10 months of six days a week versus two days a week. So long story short is strength training is the way to change your body composition, to change the way that your physique looks cardio is a way to manipulate your calorie balance but if you're eating in a calorie surplus if you're doing like the hey i don't really care i'm going to eat whatever i want to eat on these five days and all these weekend parties essentially it's a waste of your time to do cardio and i i know that that's going to make me unpopular with a lot of people but i'd rather be unpopular and tell the truth and help save you time if you're willing to listen um than to continue to spin your wheels and feel like you're doing the cardio wrong your your approach is not going to get you to your goal. That's the problem. It's not the cardio. Wow, hey, that's that's uh, that's profound. So I guess, but even on that same ticket, I'm guessing even if you do strength training and you're just on the, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. That's also useless as well. Yes, yes, yeah, and it's I wouldn't say it's 100 percent useless, but it's not going to get you to the goal, and it's counterproductive. So you have to combine the so. I'll, I'll tell you what we do with our with with the online clients. I we have two programs. We have a nutrition program, and then we have a nutrition and a training program. So you get both. We don't have just a training program. The reason that we don't just offer a training program is because it will not get you to where you want to go. We offer a nutrition program because if you already have the training under control, you're very comfortable with what you need to be doing in the gym, but you don't understand nutrition. I can, I can simplify that for you. I can give you the clarity. I can give you the roadmap to follow to get to where you want to go. However, with just the training, because you can never out-eat a bad diet. Right before we jumped on this call, I was answering the client's email, and um, she, was, she, she said, you need to tell me how much weight I need to lift because I feel like I'm not burning enough calories while I'm lifting. And so my response to her was, you know, the, the bad news is, that we don't burn nearly as much calories while we're lifting with weights as we think that we do. It's very minimal, in fact, because if you look at the times you're actually lifting the weight, it's maybe 30 seconds right. per set. And if you're doing, let's say you're doing 30 sets, you add that math up and you're really actually only doing something for like 10 to 15 minutes while you're in the gym. And the rest of the time is, is rest time, right? So you're not burning a whole lot of calories there. 
which is why the nutrition is so important because you can never, you're never going to be able to out train that. If you did, so you're a runner, right? So on your most intense running day that you've ever had in your entire life for 60 minutes, you may have burned 400 calories. However, you go to the cheesecake factory and you get, you know, you know the one <laughs> that you want, right? So we all were like, oh yeah, I'm going to the cheesecake factory. In fact, I'm probably going to get two pieces because one piece is just not big enough for me, right? right. I'm a big guy and I can put down cheesecake. So I'm going to get two pieces. Well, if you look at the calorie, the, the calorie amount per slice, I have seen, I was with a client that did a bodybuilding show this summer and we went out to the cheesecake factory afterwards and he ate three pieces and each one was 1,500 calories. So that's 4,500 calories. And, and I, I watched him eat it. It took him about seven minutes to eat 4,500 calories. So we just said that the most intense day that you've ever had in your life of running is 400 calories approximately. Like that would be on the, on the extreme high end for anybody. 400 calories in an hour and you just ate, or he just ate 4,500 calories in seven minutes. So now you understand you can never out-train your diet, which is why nutrition is so important to get to where we want to be with our physique goals. And whether it's a physique goal or it's a health goal, typically the health problems come from when we have too much body fat. We put a lot of strain on our organs. Um, we've we've um, you know, started having disease issues, whether it be something like diabetes or we have heart disease um, or we have failure of our organs it's typically because we haven't been fueling our body appropriately in decades and that's what leads to these problems and it goes back to our nutrition man hey matt every time you're on brother like we just we get so much knowledge and value from you hey man where where can people where can people find you man well, there's two, two places that they can find me on Instagram, and then I'll give you guys a couple places that you can find me on, on Facebook. So on Instagram, my personal page is at Tembi Training, so that's T-E-M-B-Y Training. That's my personal page, um, and I'm very open and transparent on social. I love interacting with people, so if you follow me, send me a message, introduce yourself, I'll send you a video back. Um, and then our business page for the gym is true fit perrysburg so it's at t-r-v-f-i-t perrysburg p-e-r-r-y-s-b-u-r-g so that will follow the gym if you're interested in that uh, because like i said it is a franchise gym if you're in the northwest ohio or southern uh, southeastern michigan area we'd love for you to come in and check out the gym maybe we're the, the community home that you're looking for on facebook you can find me at matt temby or you can follow um, the gym at true fit fitness perrysburg um, you'll find our page you can jump in because we share a lot of nutrition information on there we also do some at home workouts we'll demo those on on the gym um, facebook page and so that's something that you can do while you're traveling if you're at a hotel if you're you know visiting family for the holidays or you just don't have a gym membership and you know you're going from running and you want to try something at home you can do it right there Hey, you guys heard it, man. You need to reach out to Matt Timmy for all your fitness needs. Matt, we thank you for coming on, brother. Hey, happy holidays to you, to your family, um, and to your entire audience. It was awesome being with you guys, and I look forward to uh, hopefully connecting in, uh, in January as we kick off another exciting year in 2019. Yeah, man, I can't wait. And we're going to close this podcast out like we always do in three, two, one.
Deuces. <laughs>